Hey everyone, welcome back to the Three Crosses podcast. My name is Buzz and I'm one of the pastors here at Three Crosses and I'm so excited about our Advent series of podcasts where we're trying to help you get a picture of what God is doing all around our church and our community as we seek to serve him this Christmas time. I've invited AJ Venegas, who works here on staff with us in our home communities ministry, but during his time here, he has caught a fire in his heart for reaching the homeless through our Cross Streets Outreach Ministries, particularly our Friday night group. AJ, man, you heard him before a few months ago on the podcast about how the Lord had um, changed his heart through his baseball career, and to see where he's at now today, that energy will be infectious, and you are you can't help but catch his compassion. I guarantee it. We're going to talk about how AJ got involved in this ministry, what the Lord has shown him through this ministry, and then near the end, I'm going to give you a ton of dates and times and places, and so if you'd like to step in and participate, some ways that you can get involved. Um, listening to dates and times and places in a podcast can be a bit tricky, and so I just want to remind you, if you have a question or you want me to reiterate something or if you want me to connect you to someone live here at Three Crosses or all around our community, you can always reach out with podcast at threecrosses.org, just simply by email. You can email me personally, buzz, B-U-Z, at threecrosses.org, or I could put you in touch with AJ. We want to make sure that as these stories that you're hearing on the podcast are changing your life, you can take a step to follow Christ in action. In fact, that's one of the things AJ and I will talk about is the idea that compassion for someone isn't just an emotion you keep hidden inside. It has to turn into action to step out and help someone, to show tangible love to someone. I know that I would love to be better at showing Christ's tangible love to everyone around me, my kids, my spouse, my church family, and those people in my community. AJ is going to give us a window into how he learned to do that by following Christ. So let's take a listen. AJ, thanks so much for coming back onto the Three Crosses podcast. No problem. Good to be here. You are actually breaking a record today. You are the first guest to be on twice. <laughs> Congratulations. All right. I'm you, pumped. I've got a tip jar right here. You can fill it up as high as possible as the Lord leads. Um, but uh, for those of us that aren't familiar with you or your ministry or um, perhaps your last podcast episode, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do around the church, and uh, your family maybe? Sure. Yeah, so, um, man, where to start? I know a lot of you guys probably heard the podcast, and a lot of you know who know me know that baseball was a big part of my story. Um, to kind of keep it brief, I had a really good baseball career, um, and the Lord kind of just challenged where my heart was, and I figured out that, that baseball was my stronghold, and the Lord kind of just worked on it, like, very slowly, but um, kind of pulled my career out from under me and made me realize that I, my identity my identity was wrapped up into baseball. And so uh, after my career was over in 2016, I really wrestled with who I was and like, what, what now? And um, the Lord kind of spoke uh, through the baseball career and through that sort of language and really talked about like, all right, like if, if you were a baseball player, like what would your first move be? And my first move, I mean, it was obvious. I was just, I would probably just go train yeah, for whatever. And so that led me to seminary. Um, cause I, I just figured, you know, just train by getting in the scriptures and reading and praying and developing a, a lifestyle that's dedicated to the Lord. And so following that sort of analogy, I had some conversations with people and, 
the next step was like, all right, it's time to get your uniform on, your new uniform. And that kind of led me to baptism, just establishing my identity in Christ. Yeah. And then the third one, uh, after talking with Pastor Danny, he just kind of mentioned like, all right, what's next? And it was like, well, I have my uniform. I think I'm, I'm ready to get in the game. Ready to get in and, the game. Put me in, coach. Yeah, put me in. And, uh, <laughs> and that's what kind of led me to where I am now. I'm working in home communities with the church. Um, I'm, I'm doing cross streets, which we'll get to. And um, I'm coaching baseball still. I'm doing that. And it, it's great. Uh, just the ministry to, to helping out the kids and then going to school, going to seminary, getting into yeah. the scriptures. So. Yeah, you mentioned that you're involved with Cross Streets, and yes. Cross Streets is a ministry that we have here that kind of is a almost like a set of ministries designed to serve the needs of people mm-hmm. in our community. And so there's a lot of different methods by which we do that. But if somebody's wondering, like, what's the heart behind Cross Streets, and what's the central vision of that ministry? Like, how would you explain it to somebody? Yeah, I think the heart is, um, you know, I, I think when I think about it, I think we're here for a specific purpose at this spot in the Bay area. And, um, I just think it's there to, to serve, serve the disenfranchised, serve the homeless, serve the, you know, the needy. And I think it's just basically that. And it's just, how can we use our resources the best to our abilities as a church and as a people to show the love of Christ? And it's all centered around that. It's just the love of Christ that Jesus died for not only us, but, for, for everyone, that everyone might have a chance to, to hear the gospel and, and turn towards him. And um, if we can meet, you know, a few needs, you know, a few daily needs, you know, toiletries, you know, shower, food, a, a warm, you know, the power of a warm, warm meal, like that goes a long yeah. way, especially on the streets where, where nobody's out there. And I mean, we met a woman saying, oh, man, I haven't had a warm meal for two weeks. Man. And it's just, it's just, if we can meet that need and it shows the love of Christ and we, we can pray for those people, like, man, I, I think that's what the Lord's talking about. It just love your neighbor. Yeah. Love your neighbor. Just simple as that. Yeah. I mean, our listeners can't see you right now, but when you're talking about these people and I can see kind of the memories coming into your mind and the smile that you have and the joy that's in your eyes, I can see that it's been a ministry that's given a lot back to you as well. And it's not just about meeting needs and going away, but like you've been changed and you've been impacted. Absolutely. You know, so we have like a whole paragraph of ways people can get involved and things that we're doing, you know, stuff up here at the church, you know, almost every day and then out in the community. And what subset of that have you decided, like, this is where I'm going to lean in and what do you do kind of with cross streets on a regular basis? Yeah. So, so, uh, I, I sort of knew about cross streets. Um, and I think in my own heart, like I had a passion for, um, I, I think I have a passion for just going out and meeting people where they're at. And, uh, because I know in my, my story that like, if it weren't for people that went out to me, I don't know if I would be where I am today because yeah. I was always on the road. I was always playing somewhere around the country. And, um, so I, I really have a passion for just taking what we do here and, and then seeing it manifest itself elsewhere. So I, I was looking for a ministry that kind of did that. And I came yeah. across cross streets and they have this beautiful Friday night team where they go out, you know, to, to the lowest of the low, you know, just places where nobody else wants to go, uh, places where nobody else even bothers to go. Like 
I mean, you just, I mean, if you're like me, you just drive past them and hope like nothing bad happens. That's kind of the sentiment like (laughs) that a lot of people have. And, you know, it's just opened up a whole new thing. Like it's, it's our city, you know, and if I'm here, like I want to make an impact somehow, you know, like I don't want to just say, oh, I lived, I lived in the Bay Area for X amount of years. And I mean, I think some of the pastors say like, all right, if, if the church left right now, would the city be different or would the surrounding area be different? And that kind of challenged my heart. Like, all right, if I left, like what would be different? You know? Yeah. So, Yeah. That impact or that legacy. Yeah. You're talking about this idea of like getting out into the community. Sometimes we call that getting off the hill, Yeah. you know, like three crosses. We have a lot of ministries that are kind of come and mm-hmm. see like with our Christmas outreaches and mm-hmm. Sunday services. And those are amazing. I love those. And getting off the hill and into the community and visiting people that maybe can't even make the trip mm-hmm. is pretty cool. So the Friday team, what do you guys do on the on the Friday team? Like, what are some of the practical <laughs> things you're trying to bring out to people? Yeah, so I tell you what, it's an exercise of just trusting the Lord. Like, that's really what it is. And um, we start off, we, we meet up, and the first thing we do is just open in prayer. Uh, just trying to surrender ourselves and um, surrender what the Lord has for that night. Because we really don't know. I mean, we have certain spots in Oakland that we, we like to go to uh, with different people. But uh, we take around 50 bags and 50 burritos. And we just say, Lord, where do you want us? Where do you want us to go? And uh, What's we, in those bags? So toiletries, um, you know, drinks, chips, candy on Halloween sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure probably Christmas cookies at this time of season. But... Um, yeah, just anything we can we can find that like, hey, we didn't. I mean, yeah, we didn't we didn't have a chance to use this or like we don't want it to go to waste. So there's somebody out there that needs it, and yeah, like, I mean, even opening the bags and seeing like a, a liquid in there that they can drink, like it's opened some people's eyes. It's like, wow, yeah, thanks. I really need this. So, so stuff we just throw away. Ah, oh, we don't need it. Have made like it's it's treasure to those guys and. um yeah, so that's kind of what we do. We take those out, and we just kind of follow the spirit of, like, where do you want us to go? And, like, it's tough because we, we try to get in our own way um, because we want to stay safe. And we obviously use wisdom, but, like, sometimes the Lord just calls us to take a risk. Yeah. And, yeah. What, can you think of an example of a time that you took a, a risk or that you were kind of afraid to do something and you pushed through it? Yeah. So I would even go back to even probably before I got involved in this ministry, like that was a huge risk for me because like I think I have a lot of misconceived or misconceptions about what goes on in the homeless ministry. And yeah. like I was terrified. <laughs> what do you think you were terrified of? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I just, I, I thought like, you know, I was going to step on a needle or like something crazy was going to happen, you know, somebody was going to come out and like attack me or something you know, some of those fears that, like, oh, it's not the best neighborhood, like, uh, it's an encampment, it's really dark, some of those, like, fears of just protecting myself, and I remember, it's a great story, but, like, we were going out one night, and I think it was my first or second night, and Craig, the guy who, who has done this for, like, 20-something years, yeah, and he's amazing. I love Craig. Yeah, yeah. love Craig, love that guy, um, and he just told me, like, if you're not 
if you're not willing to die, you're not going to be as effective. And I was like, what? I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> but like it, it was, that's scriptural. Like I, I, that's in scripture. Like just die, die to yourself. Give up, like take up your cross. And it's not like the Lord's going to like throw you out in a danger, but like he'll protect you. And, um, you know, if you're willing to lose your life, you'll gain it sort of thing. And yeah. man, once you're willing to do that, like some of the most amazing things have happened out there and it's just incredible. Um, so that was probably a big fear, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah. So every first and third Friday of each month, you yes. guys are taking burritos, you're taking toiletry bags and you're distributing them to uh, people all around Oakland. Yes. If somebody wanted to get involved, what are some different ways that they can do it? Just thinking specifically about that Friday kind of a group. Yeah. So there's, there's really no sign up form. There's really no, uh, you know, it's a come as you are ministry. Um, and I think that's, that's a beautiful thing about it. We don't really know like who's going to show up and it's really a Lord's appointment. Like if you want to, if you have it on your heart to come, come yeah. and, um, you know, send an email to me. We'll get you on the list to, to be notified when we go out. But, um, we, we pack up the food here, uh, right before eight at the church. And then we meet at Rite Aid in San Leandro for now. Um, at eight thirty, and then we pray, and then we go. Okay, and it usually lasts till about midnight. So, so we could show up and <laughs> and build uh, burritos and toiletry bags and be praying for people. Yeah. So if you wanted to help cook the burritos, there's a prep team before that, and uh, they help prep the bags, prep the burritos, and um, you know if you're a good cook and you don't want to go out on the streets, and that's a that's a spot for you. Then hey, that helps. That's huge, and we have a lot of people that want to do that. So yeah. yeah. Once you've been out visiting these people, do you, you know, you're talking a lot about being led by the Spirit and led mm-hmm. by prayer, and mm-hmm. I think that's amazing to see like mm-hmm. what the Lord has for you each and every Friday. But there's also a sense in which caring for the same community of people over and over, you get to build these relationships. And so, has there been anybody that's really kind of touched you as you got to know them over the course of these Fridays? Oh yeah, um, there's a couple of people. Um, I think first of all, I, I, I mean, I think. There's people that like you don't expect to to remember because you just meet them one time, but like have stood out in your mind because you've learned such an important lesson. And so there's two people that come to mind saying that. I think the first one is um, a guy named James. So this was the first time I went out on the streets, and um, we we gave him the food. We asked if he wanted to pray, and he was open to praying. And we just had conversations, and. Um, he said, oh, yeah, there's one more thing that, like, can I ask you one more thing? And we were like, yeah, absolutely. What is it? Like, how can we help you? And he just goes, I need a belt because my pants keep falling off. Like, <laughs> uh, my pants are too big. I probably got them at some donation, but, like, I, I need a belt. And in the back of my mind, I knew I had, it was a weird moment, but, like, I knew I had two belts at home. One, the one I was wearing and the one that was hanging on my dresser or whatever. And I knew it, and the Lord just reminded me of that passage. Like, if your friend asks you for your cloak, give him your tunic too, something like that. I don't know if that's verbatim, but we'll go. It's with pretty. It. It's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with it. I'm not. I'm not sure what the the garb official garb was, and you know, 
that time. <laughs> but, uh, um, but the idea being that, like, if somebody asks you for something, even the clothes on your back, you should give it to them. Yeah. Like, your property's not your own. Yes. Like, share it with the community, everybody around you. And, so, and like, don't limit yourself. And so here you are thinking about your belt and your second belt. Yeah. And, like, challenged by the teaching of Christ. Like, well, do I own this belt or is it yeah. mine to give away? You and know? it was almost like a hesitation. But then I was like, you know, like, this guy needs a belt probably way more than I do. And so I just took it off and gave it to him. And, like, that has stood out to me for about a year and a half now. As I Every time I go out, I think, I'm thinking, all right, I, I'm willing to give up my life, give up my time, give up my Friday night for these guys. And for something that they need, uh, that, I mean, I've been blessed to, to be revealed, the, you know, the message of Jesus. And they need, a lot of them need the message of Jesus in their life. And, like, that hope and uh, the hope of restoration. Yeah. And, and it's sort of symbolic, I guess. But that's, that's kind of one story. Another story of somebody that, like, you didn't ex- wouldn't expect that, like, you, you met, but you wouldn't expect to remember, but... Uh, a guy named Xavier, I remember this very specifically, but, you know, we, we met him just on one street. He had, a, he had a mattress out, and he was just asleep in the cold. Um, and then he woke up. We asked him if he wanted food. And I look at him, and this guy's my age. Yeah. Just a young kid. Like, uh, we don't know his history. We don't know anything about him. But he's out in the streets, like, sleeping on this mattress and it I just, it just left me speechless because somebody came up to me after and said, you know, this like, this could be us. This could easily be us. You know, one bad mistake, one bad decision, this could be me. And it just, you know, it, it, it I, I can still see that image in my head as we're talking and I, I keep looking up to yeah. the side, but, <laughs> um, Man, what a powerful lesson. You know, we think we're giving them stuff, but they're teaching us just as much. Yeah. And it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I remember growing up in, in Kansas City, we don't have quite as much of a homeless population as we do, but you know, it's it's cold there and there's a lot right. of need. And I remember growing up, everybody kinda always made me feel like um I don't think they intended to teach it this way, but it always kind of came across as like these people are this is the product of bad choices. Like you reap what you sow and here you are like having reap what you've sowed and that's sad and we should help them. Mm -hmm. But also like maybe they'll continue to make bad choices. So let's not really give them money. They might buy drugs or Mm -hmm. alcohol or whatever. And here you are thinking to yourself, like this guy, like he could be me. There's like a compassion and an identification that you're not better than him. Like you're Mm -hmm. both made in the image of God and here on an equal playing foot. And yeah, I'm glad you said the word compassion because that was another story that came to mind was the Good Samaritan was that yeah. he was moved by compassion because so to act. And, you know, if I, if I didn't take that risk of just like, Hey, this is my life. I'm going to protect it at all costs. If that risk never would have happened, I don't never would have grown in compassion and I never would have been involved in this ministry. And I think somebody told me once, like, you know, I think that's why Jesus kind of commands people to go. He says, just go, and your heart will follow. Yeah. Like, the compassion piece will follow if you just take the chance, obey me, you know, just go. You know, I think about people, generally speaking, want to be involved, and they want to have this compassion kind of as an internal emotion, but at a certain point, it has to turn out into an action-type step. 
um, sometimes I feel like people aren't quite so good at understanding how do we do that. Like, what do you think are some roadblocks that people might have towards turning it into action or um, just misunderstandings that might be overcame and help people get started really tangibly putting this into action? You know, what's been kind of your experience with that kind of thing? I think that's a good question. Um, I think when it comes down to it is just, do we have faith that what Jesus commands is going to be the best for us? Yeah. Um, so in, in my sort of studies, I am in the old Testament and I'm just reminded of how the Lord wants to establish a place that looks out for the disenfranchised, looks for the, the orphan, the widow, you know, the Levite. Um, yeah. And the Lord wants to establish a, a place that looks different. And so when we're doing stuff to that end, I think the Lord delights in that. And like, it's just a matter of, can we, can we have faith that this is what Jesus wants for our, not only ourselves, but our, our city? Because yeah. I'm also reminded of how the Lord, you know, he treats Israel almost as a person. And like, he, he, he cares for the, the well-being of the city. And, you know, when Jesus comes to the scene, it's, it's a lot of individual things, but he's got the macro in mind as well. And he, he wants to change people's hearts so that they have compassion, so that they can love their neighbor, that they can serve, that they can do all these things. And it's almost like he's just waiting for us to, you know, get in the game, going yeah. back to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just reading through Malachi chapter 3, and it's that same sense, and the prophet is saying to... Israel, like you say you might love your neighbor, you say you might love God, but you've actually robbed God by not caring for the orphan or the widow or the stranger. And that hits pretty hard because you're saying like if Christ is building a kingdom where we're all on a level playing field and we have to love each other, but we're not caring for one another, like are we really living with Christ as our king? Do we we really walk that out? And I, I think another great point about the compassion piece is that what I've learned most about anything is that, um, we strive not to be a handout ministry. And what I mean by that is, you know, we, we drive by, we give them the food, we're out. Yeah. And I think the compassion piece comes from just the amazing conversations that we have on the streets. A lot of these people, they just want somebody to talk to. Yeah. Like that's more valuable than anything. I mean, the food is great. We meet their need for the night. But like some of them have incredible stories to tell. And you just, I mean, I don't say much out there. I just listen. Yeah. And, you know, that's why we call it the midnight team because we never know when we're going to finish because we <laughs> might run into somebody that, you know, hey, this guy's got a story to tell and we want to hear and we feel like we need to be here. And, you know, the Lord just finds that person of peace every single time. This is one of the, another lesson that, like, I come away with is that, you know, we go to places not knowing who we're going to meet. But every single time, every single time I've gone somewhere, there's always been one person that just needs us there. Yeah. Needs to be there. Um, And sometimes they ask us for prayer. And it's just, it's the Lord's sovereignty. It really is. It's the Lord saying, I, you're doing my will by creating that atmosphere where you care for the orphan, you care for the widow, you care for the disenfranchised, you care for the poor. Now watch me. Yeah, and it's it's incredible. I, I'm just shaking right now thinking about it because it's just so right. it's so in, it's it's incredible. 
Yeah. There's no better way to put it. <laughs> I'm reminded of Christ's teaching in Luke where he says that like the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Yeah. Pray that the Lord sends out workers. And you're saying like every time we go into Oakland, there's so much need, we can't almost help but find it. Yeah. And I've, I'm reminded of stories, you know, just this, the most recent visit, we went out with three people, just a group of three guys just going out, giving up their Friday nights. And we met this one guy. We just felt the Lord leading us to one place. And uh, we happened to have a guy that spoke bilingual, or he, he yeah. spoke Spanish, yeah. and we needed a Spanish speaker for that night. Uh, next, we saw a guy in the corner, sitting on the corner on a bucket. We said, hey, this guy might be hungry. We asked him to pray. He prayed for back pain, and that kind of spoke to me because I, I deal with back pain a lot. Yeah. We pray for this guy. We lift up our eyes, and there's a guy right next to us. It's almost like an angel sent like this one guy, but he obviously walked up toward us when he saw us praying, but... We didn't see that because our eyes were closed. And he just said, I saw you guys praying. Like, I feel like I need prayer. And it just so happens that his friends, his friends had passed away from AIDS. Yeah. And he was the only one left. And he just was like, I don't know why I'm here. Like, I should be dead with my friends. Can you pray for me? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um you left, you're left kind of speechless. How do I pray for this guy? And then the Lord just kind of takes over. And it's, man, if, yeah, if the lesson that I'm coming away with is just the Lord is so good and sovereign over everything. And I would have never known this if I just, you know, was fearful and caved to those fears. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I, I just love seeing the way that this ministry has, touched you, not because of what you've been able to give away, but because of what you've been able to experience God doing yeah. in our city yeah. and be a part of that. Um, I'd love to share just a few of the ways, kind of the regular and ongoing ministry that we do at the church that people want to get involved. You know, we're not going to try to get this bogged down in a lot of dates. And of course, they can email podcast at threecrosses.org or uavenegas at threecrosses.org and find some information and we can connect you with the right people. But every week there's stuff going on, whether it's out in Oakland or up here on the campus. So first and third Friday, we go out um, with either prep or street team, and that's what we've been talking about mm-hmm. a lot yep. today. Um, every Saturday, we've got stuff going on. What goes on on Saturdays in Cross Street? So Saturdays, there's usually a uh, breakfast, warm breakfast on campus. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. There, There's people that need to be... There's, there's people cooking. There's people talking. There's people... You know, there's people all over the place on this campus on Saturdays, and we invite them to come up, and they get a warm breakfast, they get a hot shower, uh, a lot of the amenities that we take for granted, and yeah. that are really crucial for a lot of these people and their well-being. Um, yeah. One need that I thought was interesting that I hadn't thought about before was the need for, like, a haircut and a barber. Yeah. So anybody that wants to cut hair, Absolutely. like, man, come on out on Saturdays, you want to cook, you want to just sit and have a meal with somebody, yeah. Saturdays, and we're over in the port lounge. Yeah, and it means so much to them, and man, it's just a good ministry. It's just caring for the caring for the disenfranchised, and how can we come together as a church to do that for our city? And yeah, and then Sunday morning we do similar. We have a, a cross streets breakfast over there in the senior adult center. Yeah, if you're an early riser, that's for you. Uh, if you want to get up early and come come to church and serve uh, some more people that come on Sunday morning. Uh, with the hopes that we invite them in into to our building, into worship with us, into um, sharing, you know, the love of Jesus at our church. Sure. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, there's no obligation to be a Christian to get your needs met, sure. but yeah. like we know what Christ has done for us, and we want to share that with people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's good for our church also to see these people as our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, what says that more than sitting right next to somebody as we worship the Lord? Yeah. I love that the gospel brings us together like that. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So every Friday, we're doing the street team. Every Saturday, we're doing, that's kind of the pulling out all the stops, showers, food, hair, whatever. Sunday morning, breakfast, devotion, prayer team. And uh, regular stuff through the week. we got food pantries. We've got giveaways. And then we're doing some special stuff here around Christmas time. There's a few um, outreaches. I love what you said about Cross Streets. We don't want to be a handout ministry where we hand stuff out and then blow out of their lives. Uh, there's also, though, a sense in which they really need stuff to meet their needs. And so yeah. some of that's okay. Like maybe a listener is thinking like, I can't go out. I can't do this. I'm maybe a single mom. It's tough for me to leave my girls at home, but I want to give. And I don't want you to feel like that's not enough, right? If the Lord's leading you to give, like that is enough. And that's why it takes the team of our church to build these relationships. Absolutely. So we want to make that clear. We're not a handout ministry, but if you want to give and provide and lean in that way, like, man, that is much needed. And we're super grateful for that. As well, so we're doing a couple of things at Christmas. One of these is the jeans and jackets drive. What's what's going on with that? Yeah, so the jean and, jean and jacket drive started uh, last Sunday at this time. So um, yeah, they're just collecting clothes, warm clothes, uh, jeans to bring to people. It's a cold season. Um, obviously, not as cold as other parts of the country, but. Cold enough. Cold enough, man. <laughs> like, if you're down there in Oakland sleeping and it's the 30s and that wind's coming in, yeah. like, you need a coat, man. Yeah, absolutely. And the goal is to just um, kind of get these clothes into the hands of people who can distrib- distribute them, whether it's through the Friday night team, whether it's through city team, whether it's through some sort of team that's meeting these people, uh, whether it's through cross streets, just get it into the hands of them and meet their needs and share the yeah. gospel. We have so much stuff. We have that distribution challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about like food we throw out of our fridge. Like we might like to give it away, but how do you how do you do that, right? So mm-hmm. our infrastructure helps to do that. We've mm-hmm. got the bins up in the connection center in the lobby near church, kind of just adjoining Cafe Four, and we're accepting that until December 14th, and then we'll kind of turn our hand to the distribution. We've also got a toy distribution coming up for families that want to make a great Christmas for their kids. Um, yeah, December 21st, uh, they're they're setting up. Uh, I think it'd be somewhere around here, probably in the port line. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's in the port and it's in the gym. And it's pretty cool what yeah. they do because they have the toy shop set up in one of those areas and then they take the kids over and we play games with the kids and we have a little program and really bless them while the parents get to go, you know, quote unquote shopping in the toy center without the kids right there watching. So it's, a, it's an ability to be surprised and, um, you know, a great time for the kids, a great time for the parents. And that's a huge, huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so December 21st, I think we're kind of loading that up. And then on the 22nd, we're going to do the actual distribution of those. Um, one thing that we always need more of is people that speak Spanish, like to help people yeah. guide through. So if you are a Spanish speaker and you think, man, I'd love to help a family connect with toys at Christmas time, play with some kids or help some parents, December 21st or 22nd in the port and in the gym. Yeah, it's huge when somebody can speak the same language as you. I mean, just a huge, it's just a small touch, but it's huge. Absolutely. Yeah, you feel known and understood and loved and welcome and belonging Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Man, it has such a big impact. Get your needs met um, just as Christ commands. He tells us, even if you give a cup of cold water, Mm -hmm. whatever we do, it's for him. Yeah, and I think you said something important. Like a lot of of what's going on in December is a great like first step 
into growing more compassion. And if yeah. you're looking for a first step to like say, hey, like the Lord is calling me to give, the Lord is calling me to, you know, go out and buy some stuff to give, like it's where it starts. It starts with something like that. And then you have a great conversation with somebody and man, then your heart starts to transform a little bit. And, you know, yeah, we're always, there's a ton of places to volunteer through, throughout cross streets, the whole ministry, not just Friday nights, but like it's a year on thing and there's a ton of, ton of spots. And it just starts with that one piece of compassion and that the Lord can just grow that. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's amazing. I see just, you know, in talking with you these last, I don't know what it's been, 40 minutes or something, to see how the Lord has changed you by um, growing His compassion in you is amazing. Yeah. Uh, like, I want that for our whole church family. Yeah. You know, you said something before we started to recording, like, we don't need people to come and fill needs and sign up for spots. What's happening is amazing, and we want people to come and experience that. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of been a ministry, at least the Friday night ministry. It's, it's a ministry that kind of lays in the background. Yeah. And... I was just sitting there like, man, there is no, if people just knew what, what happened <laughs> and I'm thankful for this podcast, I'm thankful for, you know, the, being in the bulletin or like whatever, but we're not looking for needs. We're not looking for anything really, but we're looking to share what the Lord is doing and like share life transformation. That's really what it's all about is just like you said, you see it in me. Like, wouldn't it be cool to see it in so many other people too? And yeah, that's what I, I kind of think about when I think about like sharing this ministry is like, I know what it did for me. I would love to see people inspired the same way. Cause it's not only just in the streets, but it, like you start talking to people about the gospel and like, you know, they're, they're really open to it out there. That's the one thing I learned too, is that some of them are on their last limbs and they're just willing to just take whatever you have, like you just ask them for prayer and they're like, well, nothing else has really worked. So sure. And then, yeah. And so it's one of those things. It's, it's small, but like, then you go back to, you know, your families, your friends, and you realize these, these are just the same people. Yeah. Like there's, there's a crossover that happens where like, you know, it, it, it may be sort of more hidden the needs, but like they're just as broken as these people. Yeah. So it kind of helps you, like, how to approach somebody that's that's broken, that you can talk to, that, you know, you meet their needs, and then you pray for them. And it's it's a great rhythm, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love what you're, you're talking about, going out and, and meeting somebody that has a real apparent need and a real obvious need yeah. for prayer. And then you come home to your family Christmas, and maybe the need isn't obvious, but you have that training in prayer mm-hmm. and seeing that what Christ offers us is at the center of everything we do. Yeah. It's, it's an ability to see beyond the distractions of life to the real heart of Christ, which is love yeah. and care and compassion and him building his family Absolutely. all around us. Yeah. And that's yeah. been a huge lesson too. Man, AJ, thanks so much for uh, spending <laughs> some time with me. I know we could talk for hours about what the Lord has done and maybe we'll have you on in the future. Who knows? Um, but man, join AJ on Fridays going out, serving our community. Join us for these jeans and jacket giveaway. Join us for the toy distribution. Join us as you feel led. Don't you want to be a part of what God is doing? I think, I think you do. So again, AJ, thanks again. And we will talk to you soon. No problem. And I have been so grateful to have this discussion with AJ about the Cross Streets ministry and the way that Christ has built his compassion into AJ's life as he goes out and shares around the city. And that's what we talk about here at Three Crosses, is life transformation through following Jesus Christ. 
both as something we give away as an invitation to people and something we receive ourselves. And AJ just wouldn't let me quit the podcast without telling me about two people who have really changed. And so we're going to do kind of a live outro. We're going to bring AJ back in for the extra innings here. Man, AJ, who is so important to you in Cross Streets that we just couldn't quit without hearing about them? Yeah, there's two guys. And when I think about the goal of Cross Streets, it's to build relationships. It's to bring people to Christ. And these are the two guys that that really um, embody that. So one of the guys is named Scooter. Uh, We just recently saw him maybe two weeks ago. And the dude is just on, I mean, just amazing energy. Just will give you a big hug. And... I couldn't leave without telling telling everybody about him because it's just so it's so beautiful when you wrap your arms around him and pray for him, and that's one of the big stories. The other one, uh, and it, for many of you who've gone out with us, like you'll know him. His name's William, and he just sits on Broadway and on a bus stop, and you go up to him, and he's just a gentle giant. He's one of the warmest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah, and. Uh, you go up to him, he pulls out his newspaper, it's just what he's got, and he, he invites you to sit down and talk with him, and it's just, I, I couldn't leave without so he's pulling out his newspaper people. like he's inviting you into he's his in, home. He's inviting, yeah. yeah, he's inviting us into his home, that's a great way to put it, and um, Bible studies going on with him uh, on the side, and uh, praying for him, and I, I just see these people in my eyes right now, and yeah, I just couldn't go without mentioning those two. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love how Cross Streets on Fridays has turned a, in, from a thing, you were saying at the beginning of the podcast, where you were afraid people were going to jump out and jab you with needles to where you're invited into William's home, and you can't wait to see your friend William twice a month, first and third Friday. That's right. Going yeah, out to I see can't, him. can't wait to see him again. I mean, and that's amazing. Like, to see William through Christ's eyes, like as a... A child of the Lord that we love and get the privilege to have fellowship with. That's amazing. We're not afraid of William. William doesn't need us. We need William. You know? And you've really learned that. You really taught that to me today. And I hope you've taught that to our listeners. And so, yeah, AJ, once again, thanks so much for sharing your heart, sharing your life, and showing us what it's like to follow Jesus as best you can. No problem. Keep it up. Thanks.